Podcast with Rick and Dave. And now here are your hosts, Rick and Dave. Alright, hey everyone, how's it going? Alright, hi, hi everybody, hello. Um, back again for another podcast. This time, this week, uh, we had a few questions actually come in from a listener on our YouTube channel and we decided to respond to some of them here. Two of them, we're going to respond to two of them today. The first question was language learning the image versus the reality of doing it and the second question was actually how long does it really take to learn a language for the average person so we want to try and address those two points today so hello dave hi hey rick how's it going yeah pretty good 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 i, I like your shoes are they new uh no i stole them. oh okay oh they look, they look brilliant lovely well, they are new because i stole them. <laughs> fair enough all right, so we are going to be talking about image versus reality and uh, how long it takes to learn a language. All right, do you have, do you have, so, any, have, you, have any insights on any of this? Well, hopefully, because we're doing a podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, though, what I wanted to ask you is uh, what you know. What do you think is the typical image of a language learner from the general public? So when when you know we ask this question, the image versus reality. Well, we know the reality because we both do it, but I'm just wondering what the what do you think the perceived image is? Uh, I think uh, with with uh, all these uh, websites and, and language learning personalities that really push, you know, learn a language in four and a half hours or you can learn 18 languages and and, you know, all this kind of uh, sensationalism. It it kind of makes it sound like um, you can you can learn a language in such a short period of time if you just buy my new program and I, I like that language learning is kind of promoted that anyone can do it and there are a lot of positive websites and, and messages out there but I think a lot of times it comes off or it's presented to the language learner as uh, something that you can do in record time and and it's not always the case especially if you are um, not dealing with ideal circumstances for learning the languages. I think that uh, you need time, you need to go at your own pace, and you don't need to compare your rate of speed with others. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think part of what, what you're saying there is that the marketing hype tends to overshadow the actual reality of it. I mean, yeah, anybody can learn a language, but everybody's different. So, you know, it might take you three months, Probably not. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, reality, um, lots of people have, you know, a different amount of time to dedicate to it. People have different amounts of, of you know, some people like me have a 10 ear, you know, you can't, you know, so I struggle with, with pronunciation and things like I can't sing. I couldn't hold a tune in a bucket. But obviously that lack of auditory skill, you know, carries over into my um, language learning. Whereas people with, with, you know, that are great at that, you know, they benefit a lot from that particular innate ability that they have, you know, with their with their own sort of personality and hearing. But um, yeah, I think the I think the image has sort of got dragged under because people just assume that you know they should be able to do it quickly. And then also, I think it lends itself to you know I did that thing in Bratislava on intermediate learners and they get demoralized. And I think a lot of that is that, you know, they have a really high expectation, you know, well, I should know this because it's been three months, <laughs> you know, why am I not fluent? Uh, yeah, so that 
breaking that particular bubble can be very hurtful for people. So I don't think it really helps. It might help them sell product, but it doesn't help the psychological effect on, on the language learner, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and I, I'm constantly... You know, bombarded with videos of um, this, you know, like YouTube videos, this polyglot speaks 20 languages and they'll go on and they'll say, you know, a couple sentences in, you know, 20 or 25 languages. And it's impressive to be sure. And I think a lot of people feel that they they have to aspire to that level. And I'm, I'm not doubting these people who speak, the, you know, this many languages, but, you know, I mean, I could easily, I could you know, record myself uh, saying, you know, five sentences in a hundred languages and you know I could I could learn the sentences beforehand I could only learn those sentence sentences then I can go on and present myself as hey look I'm a polyglot because I can say all these things but the reality is how much does any given person know or need to know in a language and I think one of the things we should talk about uh, especially when we when we cover the question how long does it take to learn a language is what do you mean by learn and I think that's that's a critical thing because you have all these people saying that they're polyglots, and, and the word polyglot is sort of a loaded term, but you have people saying, oh, I speak this many languages, and I think it does tend to demoralize people who have trouble learning one. Yeah, I think people feel that they need to be fluent. You know, the, the word fluent is thrown around left and right. Um, you know, learning a language and learning in three months or six months or eight hours. So I think I think there's a lot of stuff out there that kind of defeats... Uh, the purpose or the the inspiration for learning. Yeah, I, I think you know, like it's sort of loaded the dice against somebody who's just who doesn't know and they're starting out. Now, if you're learning your third language, then you probably don't have this problem. I mean, you 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 have hit the wall and you know <laughs> how hard it is. And I don't want to discourage people, but it is really hard to learn a language. It's a lot of work. And again, the level that you want to learn it to is is something you need to take into account um and the word fluency is a bit one of those vague words but it's like you know i know math well okay i can add but i can't do multiplication or yeah i can do multiplication division addition and subtraction but i don't know algebra you know well some people say well if you don't know algebra then you don't know math and others will say well yeah but you don't know calculus you know <laughs> so it's like there's there's just different degrees uh, it's just a, it's a line and you're going to fall somewhere on that line and you just need to determine how far down that line you need to progress in order to be comfortable that you've quote unquote learned the language yeah and and, and i find that when i'm studying languages and i i've i've forgotten more languages than i can actually speak but um the one the one thing that i really try to avoid is having that line having that that um mile marker that i'm i'm approaching i because i think that if you if you say okay my goal is to be fluent you know you're you're never going to approach that i think it's something that you have to ignore you have to do as much work as you can and then you look back and see how far you've come and I, and especially with fluency yeah it's a it's a very vague goal i think you need to set a more concrete goal well one of the one of the goals when i was learning italian i set myself because it is vague you know fluency is a vague goal so i set myself a goal to have a conversation in italian with an italian speaker for 10 minutes without using any english and that was my first goal and then i when i went for 20 minutes because it's actually quite difficult to go 10 minutes and not use your native language if you know, you, you've forgotten it or whatever, you know, so having an actual conversation for 10 minutes is a pretty good goal. And it's a pretty good sign that you're, you know, you're, you're getting fluent if you can converse with somebody for 
10 minutes in your target language. That's pretty good, really. Um, but it's a concrete goal. It's not, you know, I'm, you know, whatever the case may be. Now, to be fair, I knew the topic in advance, and I did a bit of prep work um, before I managed it. Uh, yeah, so I set myself a concrete goal of speaking for 10 minutes in Italian with a native speaker, because that's not vague. Um, because vague is, isn't useful in any way, shape, or form. So when you're going to set yourself goals, or even little mini goals, you know, um, I'm going to finish this chapter of this course this week, or I'm going to read that book if it kills me, um, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, how, and how did you go about uh, reaching your goal of being able to speak to someone in 10 minutes in Italian? How, how did you prep for that? Did you have set steps to follow, or did you just dive right in? I was doing a language exchange with a lady from Rome, and um, we would agree on a topic uh, the previous week. And then we would, because we, we were doing a language exchange, we'd try and do 30 minutes in English and 30 minutes in Italian. And during my 30 minutes, I just wanted to have a conversation. So I would time myself how long before I actually was either forced to use English or I, you know, I just couldn't circumnavigate around the word that I didn't know sufficiently. And I would always time myself to see how long I could go without actually speaking in English. Um, and my first target was 10 minutes. And I remember, I remember we was on coffee. We talked about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I spoke about coffee for 10 minutes um, in Italian with somebody. And, and, and the conversation piece is important because I had to understand her responses as well. So it wasn't just about me being able to speak for 10 minutes like the sort of talking head videos you were saying earlier on, on YouTube. I actually had to say something, they responded, I have to understand what they said and then respond to their response. So that was a bit more difficult than just talking for 10 minutes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And my, my plan of attack is usually just to learn a ton of vocabulary and uh, sentence formation and to be able to speak it, but I do get kind of trapped when people respond to me. And that's that's something that I need to work on. And that for me is, is a lot of work because my ear is quite atrocious. When people speak quickly, I have trouble understanding uh, and I can spit things out, but um, when it comes back to me, that is where I really have a hard time. And that takes so much more effort and labor to get better at that. And I, I used to be tone deaf, but now I'm pretty good at music. And so I'm trying to find ways to transfer that to uh, my listening skills. So that, that is one harsh reality for me that I, I struggle with a lot. Well, part of the problem with that particular, you know, with conversation is the fact that it's unscripted. So although you may be able to spew out all of the appropriate dialogue from your teacher self manual and with perfect pronunciation or whatever, then the person who's talking to you may not actually respond like you may say bonjour you know hello uh how's the weather in paris today and they may respond with oh i don't know i'm inside my my and i can't see outside but that's not they they weren't supposed to say that they were supposed <laughs> to say it's hot or it's cold or it's raining or something what what, what what's this noir what, what the hell are they talking about <laughs> so so you need a lot more vocabulary to have a conversation than to just say words like conversation is two-way so yeah you need a lot of vocabulary to understand the response definitely definitely yeah so anyway so the, the image that is is basically that it's easy and it's quick and you'll be able to do it in a matter of minutes the reality is not so much so 
part of the image is true. You can learn the words and the vocabulary and the pronunciation, and you can mimic it and you can say it. But the reality is, to have a conversation, you need to understand the response, and then you need to be able to construct an answer based on that response. And that is where life becomes really difficult. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Although now let's let's uh, make sure that we point out that not everyone who wants to learn a language wants to uh, have a conversation in it. Some people may want to read. Uh, scientific texts in German, and, and so they need, you know, they just need to learn how to read German, or they may be studying Latin, or they may only want to have conversation, and they may not necessarily want to read anything. So I think uh, a lot of that uh, kind of factors in what it means to learn a language. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason I was saying that you need to define your goals up front. You need to know, you know, where on that line am I going to fall? And actually, there's not just one line, there's four. There's, there's listening there's speaking, there's reading and writing. Now, you might not need to read or write, in which case those lines, you fall near the zero on the line. Where, and if, But if you want to talk to people, then, then, you know, listening and speaking needs to be right up there, you know, at least sort of midway or if not further up the line. But if you like your example, like the fellow just wants to learn um, German scientific text and pr presumably write about it and or ask questions to people via email or something, then you need to be able to do the other two. You know, your reading and your writing comprehension needs to be quite high. But yeah, it doesn't matter if you pronounce it all of your German with a weird, crazy English accent <laughs> because nobody ever hears you. You know, it doesn't make any difference. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and but if you need to do all four equally, then again, it's, it's a lot of work. So... Um, the reality is, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and of course, what, what else plays into that equation is how much time you can devote to it at any given um, day or week or time period. Um, you, you, may be, you may be able to study two weeks straight um, for French, but then you may be gone, you may be out of town for a week. And if you can't maintain it, you're going to lose a fair chunk of what you've picked up. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. Well, and even even if even in your native language, if you go to like a class, they they I can't remember the exact estimates, but somebody said you know at the end of, at the end of the class, the very next day, you've forgotten fifty percent of what you learned, and the, you know within the week, you've forgotten seventy five percent of it. So your retention is only about twenty five percent, really, unless you go and do it again or re it gets reinforced. So. You have that problem that you you know the human brain needs reinforcement. You you need to hit it frequently, and and then I think so. If we're sort of moving on to how long does it take? And again, that's variable as well, depending on people. But I think a lot of it is to do with time on task. It's you know it's literally the amount of time you spend doing it. So although you know, if we take the you can learn some French in three months, right? Okay. Yeah, easy if. You spend 16 hours a day studying, speaking, interacting, and doing French. In three months, no problem. You will uh, you will be able to ace a B2 course. I'm almost certain. Okay, great. But but who who has 16 hours a day <laughs> for 90 days yeah. to study a second language? Unless you're literally in the company country doing immersion and loads of grammar studies and stuff while you're staying there. You know, I think. That's probably unrealistic. 
Oh, definitely, definitely. I uh, this, this all this reminds me of um, back in the day. I used to be really into video poker in Vegas. I would I would play for fun, but I would try and play as as best I could. And a lot of times, you you go to Vegas and you see the slot machine signs, and and uh, it'll say things like a ninety seven percent payout, which means that if you spend a hundred dollars uh, and you play long enough, you will get ninety seven dollars back. And 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 people think, oh, that's loose slots, woo! But the the thing was that whenever you get a statistic like that, they fail to mention that you only get that return if you do what's called perfect play. If you play the exact way that will maximize your returns, basically, and not just if you go hit random cards and save things and and go with your gut. And that's usually what killed people is that they thought, oh, well. I have three cards to a royal flush. I'll keep them. When in reality, the odds are better if you save a different combination of cards, and you will over time, over a long period of time, make that money back. So and so with with languages, it's like yes, you can be fluent in three months if you yes if you do the exact right things and if you spend the right amount of time on them, uh, then you you increase your chances. So but people think oh fluent in, in you know four and a half months. I'll, I'll I'll use that so as not to, um, you know, step on any any copyright or actual uh, time periods out there. But yes, if you you can be fluent in four and a half months, but if you only do learn ten words a day, you know, and spend five minutes on that, you're probably not going to really reach that. You really have to be under optimal uh, conditions to be doing this. So well, I think a lot of the a lot of the thing that you get with these, you know, three months, six months however, or time periods, a lot of those courses, I think it's more because they've broken the chapters up into uh, into those segments. So they've segmented it by, you know, week one, this, this is your task, you know, week two. So I, I think it's more about the way they've segmented it than the actual period of time that it would actually take for somebody to learn. Yeah, they, yeah, I... They, I, I... I, I agree. I think I think there was a there was a book out there that had something along the lines of like, you know, um, learn learn X in a week, uh, or no no learn X in a day, and it bro- I think it broke it down into twenty four chapters, and so it's it's you know really like you can learn a chapter in an hour, but you might you know, really need to kind of refresh that a bit before moving on to the next chapter. You might actually have to sort of internalize that. And so, in, but instead it was kind of presented like, oh, if you read this book, you know, in a day, you will know everything about it. And it's not, that's not the reality. The reality is you need things to sink in. You need to practice things. You can't just absorb it. And I think a lot of people feel that, oh, okay, if I just read this chapter and here, here's the vocabulary at the end, and here's some sample phrases, bam, that's it, one and done, and that is so not the case. Yeah, I mean, I, I this is completely unscientific in, in any way, shape, or form, but I believe that basically the human brain, wonderful thing that it is, is pretty crap at, um, <laughs> at, at retaining things that it feels it doesn't need. So it pretty much throws everything away. And, and you can see the sort of efficiency of it, mm-hmm. like um, I don't need to remember that. It's never going to happen again, so your brain just forgets it. It's like <laughs> gone gone don't you i mean you're you know i'm sort of homer simpson something comes in it something else gets pushed out type thing but i do believe that repetition is the key to mastery of languages because you because eventually you sort of bully your brain into thinking man he's going to keep doing this i but i i need to remember this because he's just not going to let it go so yeah you bully your brain into remembering a second language <laughs> yeah and i i'm, I'm also a, a firm believer of slow and steady you know, there's no rush to be fluent. You know, you, you have to really be honest with yourself. You have to be honest about why are you learning the language? What do you really want to accomplish? 
what is realistic for you. I mean, if you have, you know, a wife and three kids and a full-time job, you know, you you only have limited time to, to learn a language. And that's not to say that you can't find these hacks and, and little little ways to squeeze the language in. And and those are those are really I think the most useful times to, to learn a language. I mean if you if you have an hour and a half to sit in a room and look at a book, that might be one thing. But I find that just a little bit here and there really augments my learning ability. And so I'll I'll look at flashcards when I'm on the bus or when I'm waiting to get my hair cut. You know, I'll listen to a little audio here and there if I have a few minutes. I found ways to start being productive with reinforcing the language. But I'm not I'm not, you know, fooling myself into thinking, oh, this will uh, double my speed, and I'll be I'll be conversant fast, you know, twice as fast as I normally would. Yeah, well, I, I think you know these little use the word hack, but basically these little efficiencies are always wonderful. But you do need to study. You do need to spend a bit of time with the language. And to be honest, you don't have to spend. It doesn't have to be time spent in front of a grammar book or studying a course or whatever. Like if you like French cinema, you could just watch French TV and French movies and listen to podcasts and you know those little stolen moments of time you can actually use with with entertainment and media. You don't it's not it's not doesn't all have to be drudgery. I think people we're sort of giving them the reality is drudgery and hard work but actually it's not always drudgery and hard work sometimes you get to watch like really good films that you wouldn't have seen if you hadn't been learning this language or really cool tv shows that you know about long before they get dubbed and stuck on netflix um you know you've watched them so yeah i mean it's not all boring drudgery there is a bit of fun and you can get a bit of entertainment out of it oh yeah i I agree in fact i mean i Personally, I mean, like for me, the most fun I have is when I'm going through a book and when I'm picking out vocabulary and learning things and you know reading sample sentences and if there's audio, getting to listen to that and practice it. And it's you know sometimes it's, it's hunting for the right vocabulary. Sometimes it's skipping a chapter and moving ahead and and seeing you know where the language goes from there. How how you go from words to sentences. And sometimes I get confused and. It's, and the fun for me is solving why, okay, why is this order, this word order this way? Or why do we use this conjugation of the verb when, you know, when every, in every other sentence it's this conjugation? And, I mean, I, I find that fun, but it is, it, it can be, uh, if you don't love it, it's tedious. But if you do love it, it's, it's learning. And it, it, for me, it really uh, makes the language fun. I'm learning this stuff on my own. I'm discovering things. And other other people may not find that as enticing. Other people may want things spelled out more clearly right away. But um, just because it's a lot of work doesn't mean it can't be fun. Exactly. It can be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, basically, I think the, to answer the, the question, or the initial question, um, the image is different from the reality. The reality is that it's going to take a lot more work than you initially thought it was. But the also part of the reality is the benefit is probably a lot better than you initially thought. Um, some of the benefits I've found from learning French, I wouldn't have anticipated when I started. Um, some of the people and the friends that I have now, I would not have if I hadn't learned Italian. So, yeah, basically, it's hard work, but it is rewarding in the end. And so that is the reality. The reality is, it's probably even more rewarding than you thought it was at the beginning. I, I agree 100%. And I think that, uh, well, let me, let me ask you one question. How is your Italian right now? Or, or what, what is the 
best your Italian has ever been? Have you been fluent in Italian at any given time? Uh, well, I've considered myself fluent. I mean, I basically, I went to uh, Rome and I talked to some guy on the street about his dogs because he had a couple of dogs and I spoke to him for about an hour and a half. Um, so I figure that's probably good enough. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, uh, I, I, at one point I was near fluent in German. I've kind of lost a bit of that. But every other language that I've studied, I have known much less in. And I have to say, I've still had fun. I've still met great people, talked to people in different languages, uh, surprised them when they find out that I'm an American who, who actually bothers to study other languages, which is not that uncommon anymore, which is, which is great. And I think that just to kind of, kind of wrap up, uh, all the people who are out there promoting languages, I, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful that um, there is so much encouragement to learn you know, other people's languages. So I, I, I definitely think there's value in that. But kind of to sum up, you don't need to be fluent. You don't need to be fluent right away. And you do need to invest a little time, but it's, it's worth it. If you really like languages and are curious about them and want to meet people who speak these languages, uh, it's definitely worth the investment, but don't um, don't 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 expect more than you're willing to give, and you know, just keep your goals kind of concrete and uh, stay focused. You can do this. We believe in you. Yep. One one last word for me. Whatever you do, don't get despondent or demoralized because you didn't do it in X amount of time. Everybody's different. Everybody takes a different amount of time. You will get there in the end. You just got to keep putting the work in exactly we'll get there all right everybody anyway it's great talking to you dave yeah same here uh, same here talk to you soon all right bye everybody everyone we love you work hard i'm sort of homer simpson